With the high price of tickets for their current tour and their overwhelming popularity for nearly 30 years, it's hard to believe there was a time that record labels didn't like Blink-182. But that was exactly the case in 1997, when even the label that signed the group, MCA Records, wasn't keen on their music. Quote, They brought all the people from all the divisions to a lobby to play Dude Ranch, the new record. And they put it on and everyone's having drinks and cake and it's like a party. They put on the first song, and about 45 seconds into that song, they all left, said Tom DeLong in a 2020 interview with 91X San Diego. Perhaps if they'd have stuck around until the album's third track, they'd have realized that this band was about to take over the airwaves. The second single from their second studio album became the band's first major hit, reaching number 11 on the Hot Modern Rock tracks and number 61 on the Billboard Hot 100. This single from MCA's most hated band became one of the top three most played tracks of 1998 on several radio stations, including Seattle's KNDD, New York's WXRK, San Francisco's KITS, Boston's WBCN, Detroit's CIMX, and Sacramento's KWOD. The song, which has become a rock radio and Blink-182 classic, if not the definitive Blink-182 track, actually marked a significant departure from the band's usual autobiographical works. Bassist Mark Hoppus wrote the song immediately and spontaneously about a fictional breakup. The scenario may have been fictional, but Hoppus seems to have tapped into a universal truth in a short two-minute and 45-second span. Quote, The best songwriters don't capture what you're going through individually in your life. They capture the things that are common to all humanity. There's something about this song's chorus, something about its opening CDE riff that sounds universal. A quote from Consequence of Sound's 2015 list of the top 10 Blink-182 songs, which ranked this track at number one. The song marked a shift in the band's songwriting, according to Tom DeLonge, and it clearly marked a shift in their commercial success. But for Hoppus, it mostly just changed the way he introduced himself to people. Quote, I'm that guy that wrote, dun na 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 dun na 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 he fucked her, said Hoppus. That's right, we're talking Blink-182's Damn It on Cover Me. <laughs> That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is flailing now. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my growing co-host, Alex Mildenberger. I'm just getting larger by the second. I need to shout down. I need to shout down all the way to the microphone. Oh, he's gone. He's gone so far away from the mic because he's growing too high. I'm just, okay, I ducked down. I I think it's... I think it's slowed down. I think I'll be okay. Okay, you'll you'll be okay, Alex. I know puberty's tough, especially the second time around. Huh. What? Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome back, Alex. Yeah, I'm back after a hi- brief, back. brief hiatus. A brief hiatus. Um, to um, celebrate strange thing. Celebrate my brother's uh wedding. He got married. A wedding. His his marriage. Yeah. Congratulations! Um, congratulations on being there. Uh, he's uh, been on the show before. Congratulations on so. best man. Yeah. Oh, thank congratulations you. Congratulations to Jeremy on marriage. I fought hard yeah. for it. Um, <laughs> I heard it was a big competition. Yeah. He's part of our extended cinematic universe, so we can discuss yeah. him on the on the show. Very generous to call the show cinematic. In <laughs> cinematic. Any way. I mean, you can't see it, but the angles are incredible. The lighting? Yeah, we do a lot of Dutch angles. Uh, we do the uh, the Kubrick stair shot a lot. Oh, yeah. uh, all the best shots we've got on here. Yeah. Um, Alex, speaking of the best, we're talking about the, the preeminent pop punk band this week. A band we talked about before for all yeah. the small things in 2019. Way back. Way back. 
Um, I'm trying to remember. Do we have? No, we recorded that episode on a weekday, which is why it was weird. It wasn't one we had to record twice. Yeah, it, it was a different twice. one. Um, Alex, we've we've discussed the band before. You're not the world's biggest fan, but I think you you respect the legacy. I I like him well correct? enough. I like him well enough. You yeah. know, I can get into some pop punk. We've talked about plenty of pop punk on this show. Um, we certainly have. And I I just never really got into them, and I haven't really given them too much of a chance. So that's really mm. all it is, is, is a matter of time. That's fair, Alex. Space. I think the best time to get into them was probably, like, especially in terms of your age, like when they were popular, initially popular, like 97 to early 2000s. Oh, absolutely. Because I was there. I, I, like got, were, I, got, yeah. I got bits and pieces from the fringes. I just never really, it never coalesced into anything. Yeah, it was not until years later that I understood, because I heard them a lot on the radio. Obviously, even when I was looking for a Blink-182 song this week, kind of the reason we're talking about this is as of the release of this, the new Blink-182 album will be out, and so we're going to be right. hipping, hipping with it. Right on time. But even picking a song this week, I was like, we can't do What's My Age Again, even though that's probably my favorite Blink-182 song, because it's off Anim of the State, which we've already done. And then like this one came up, and I was like, do I know? Damn it! It's very popular. And then, as soon as I hear the intro riff, I'm like, "Oh, yeah!" Like, I know this song from the radio, even if I don't know it, like personally, all that well. Yeah. Did you have the same experience, or? No, I didn't. I don't. I didn't know this song. No, you didn't know this one at all. No, I don't think so. Um, that said, I recognize the shot of them playing in the video. I think. Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk about the video later, but like the just the visual of the band. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's been in other places or if I saw this on TV or what, but that is very recognizable to me. They but have, I don't like, remember the song. Have, fair. They do have very recognizable music videos as well. Mm-hmm. I know. I can't remember what song it is, but there's the one with the gif of the guy who goes, "What the fuck?" That like that's been gifted a lot and sent around. It's like the blonde guy with the mustache. Uh, I don't know that off the top of my head, but I might have seen it. Look up Blink-182 WTF GIF. You will, you will have seen that guy on the internet before. And if you haven't, I will Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I guess, yeah. you know, now that I'm looking yeah, at yeah. it, that's, 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 uh, what's his name? That's what Limp Biscuit looks like now? <laughs> Limp Biscuit looks like now? No, I mean, that's, that's like, um, I, I'm trying to remember which band member. <laughs> Uh, uh that is I think that's Tom DeLong, isn't okay. it? But like it's, it's one of the band members, face. right? Yes, yes, and they're dressed up. Hop, is it Hoppus? Uh that's from the song First Day. Okay. Like yes, absolutely I recognize <laughs> that gif. I did I didn't yeah. realize it was Blink 182 though. Exactly, right? So that's what I'm saying is like Blink 182 had strong not only like this, you know, like I always talk about with pop punk, this like strong grasp on basically being a middle schooler and capturing that <laughs> awkward energy, yeah. even as it applies to, you know, maybe adults and otherwise, but it has strong middle school energy. And like visually their, their music video game, I think was very strong. Even this one, which like looking at it now, it's like, okay, it's just them and their band manager kind of goofing around, you know, theater like setting. But even still, that was like exactly what 1997 asked for. And they like, yeah, and it's perfectly. like you just said, it's it's such a huge part of like their identity, right? Like it's them mm-hmm. th- them goofing around is like kind of their thing. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's a big part of it. That's the promise of Blink 182 is like let's goof around. Because let's goof around. I, and and yeah. maybe think about 
as as in this song, maybe think about what that means in terms of like maturity or whatever. But we're still goofing around, you know. And even we talked about all the small things all those many years ago. And like the whole, yeah. it's like the whole video is kind of like a joke. It's a parody, right? It's making them look like these, like um, this like boy band. That's right. And with like yeah. these screaming fans, which maybe is a bit of a a bit of where they ended up on in some senses. Um, yeah, I guess because they did, but like kind just because of they have a lot of fans, like, just because they have a lot of fans. Yeah, but like because they you started know, out as like skate silly. punk. Yeah, and and to even hear it, like the first label they got signed onto before MCA was only because one of the record like. One of the guys on the record label, his son was like, "You should sign these guys. Like they're they're good." Me and my boys at the skate park, we love Blink One Eighty Two. And he's like, "They're not even gonna sell." He like he made a bet with his son. Here. He's like, "Okay, I'll sign them. I bet you they're not even gonna sell three thousand records." Like he's, he's like, "It's gonna fucking flop." And he was proven wrong, of course. I hope his kid made but, some money in that bet because <laughs> he definitely yeah, made some money off that bet. <laughs> yeah, he better have because Blink One Eighty Two definitely made money off that bet. But yeah, they are, they're goofballs, they're of the people, Blink-182, and I think that's apparent in this song as well. I had one other thing to say that I think I lost, that's okay, it might come back later. We should just fucking tuck into these lyrics, Alex. Yeah, stick into some lyrics. Um, interesting that this is uh, a fictional scenario, but, but people seem to resonate with it. I think there's some good stuff in here. I think I was surprised at, at <laughs> how good some of the stuff is in here, I think. Because it, it is, he like he said, he wrote it like very quickly, and it's very simple writing, I think, for the most part. Yeah. But let's get into it. It's all right to tell me what you think about me. I won't try to argue or hold it against you. I know that you're leaving. You must have your reasons. The season is calling. Your pictures are falling down. Boom. Easy. We already know we're in a breakup. <laughs> First one. Yeah. It's, uh, gets us into things pretty quick. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, it it seems somewhat amicable. Um, but yeah. Then it kind of, I mean, the the visual of the, um, the pictures falling down, kind of maybe suggests that there's that he's a little more upset than he's letting on. Yeah, and also this maybe lack of uh, you know care in the relationship, a lack of of maintenance, you know, maintaining it, a lack of effort on his part, which shows in these pictures, which are either like depending on how you conceptualize where these pictures are hung and how, like the genius annotation suggests, it's like in a plaster wall, and the like the the nail in there has literally just kind of started to sink through the wall and fall down, or if you think of it like he picked it up, yeah, it's just not being taken care of. I guess so. I mean, I, I mean, the visual works, but then, see, when he says season, he says season is calling. Yes. But it does make me think of, like, the seasons changing, the leaves fall down, right? Yeah, I think a time of, and maybe it's just coming off of, like, Atlantic City the other week, but yeah, yeah it makes me think of a time <laughs> associated with death, right? Because there's two seasons he can really be thinking of here. Breakup season, which is, like, kind of, like, a loose, popular concept. But uh, I think that happened. Like post-summer? That says, yeah, first half of September, yeah. is what, according to the dating app Wingman. Okay. Um, but that's also autumn, right? Which I can see that being a little bit more uh, uh, like accessible as a metaphor than the concept of breakup season. <laughs> right. 
because yeah, autumn is death and new beginnings, right? That's what people associate it with. Yeah, definitely the mostly end. Death, mostly death. Yeah, um, spring is more of your new beginnings. Yeah, but then I mean the other part of it to me, I mean like obviously the kind of withering and the leaves falling uh, image, but then um, the idea that the pictures are falling would be like it's kind of like it. So they're not being taken down, right? They're falling. Maybe they're hitting the ground. Oh, it's maybe he's throwing like he's them. Throwing them. He's throwing them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because there is yeah. an idea, something present in the song of like attempting to be mature. Right. Right. He's like, it's all right to tell me what you think about me. I won't try to argue or hold it against you. Has the same tone as somebody who's pissed, who's just like, you can tell me. I'm not gonna be fucking mad. Yeah. Just fucking tell me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, because you know what you should do, but you are too emotional to give the correct delivery of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that does seem to be something he struggles with even when you know seeing them with a, a new boyfriend at the movie theater he's like we're putting up a charade the both of us and it's going to be very short-lived he's like i'm doing my fucking best but i am still upset yeah so and the song kind of does go back and verse. forth between those those two things mm-hmm but yeah, we we are are brought into a relationship in rot in at the at the end of it. Pictures are falling down, whether that is due to a lack of care, whether that is in uh, thrown away in anger after the breakup, whatever the reasons may be, the the relationship has come to a close here. Yeah. So so what does he do next? He tries to figure out what went wrong. Right. The steps that I retrace, the sad look on your face, the timing and structure. Did you hear he fucked her? Let's talk about that. Yeah. All right. So the first part of that, the first two, the couplet there or whatever, the steps out of retrace, the sad look on your face, easy. It's looking back on the times that he made her sad, right? Yeah, and like just reliving things. I mean, you, when you go through these sorts of events, you, you think about what caused them, right? Especially with mm-hmm. the breakup, like what what could you have done differently? Exactly, or yeah. Or were there signs, all that stuff. Like, oh, well, if I, or the signs, that's, and I think the science is maybe what ties into the timing and structure. Did you hear he fucked her? Because what, what genius implies here, and I, I didn't know they let orangutans write on genius because there's a lot of reach going on here. <laughs> um, <laughs> ook, ook. <laughs> ook, ook. He says that this is uh, like a, uh, he calls it like diversion or distraction. He's like, he's, he says Mark Hoppus is talking about room. He's trying to avoid the subject by gossiping with his soon to be ex lover. I'm like, I don't think that is what's happening here. The best I can grasp from this, especially, and I think it ties in with him referring to her new boyfriend at the, the movie theater as that guy is that he hears from somebody else, this is him looking back, and he remembers a time that somebody maybe said to him, it's like, did you hear that, like, this dude fucked your girlfriend? Like, what, like whether... Um, before the relationship pl- ended? That Yeah, either before their relationship ended, implying f- infidelity, or even perhaps before they were dating, implying her going back to uh, this guy. Yeah, yeah, I did kind of... There, sorry. Like, mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, because it doesn't feel like there's a big I was cheated on vibe in this song. Yeah, I agree. And so it would be strange for that to be the like brought up so lightly and then kind of brushed aside. But that's yeah. what I, that's the best I could pull from this line. What did what did you get from it? I if mean, anything. I didn't I didn't read the genius annotations, but I was to me the way it's placed does kind mm-hmm. of feel all, like toward the gossip thing 
for me like only yeah. because it's like he, t- he says he's he's going through this event we're retracing the steps uh she's upset and then he uh, kind of talks about something unrelated like changes the subject instead of addressing it so to oh, me that's like so- a, that's like a oh that could have been because i wasn't you know supportive i wasn't there for her he was right. a day so late a dollar short this, uh, so he sees that she is and he just kind of ignores it and talks about gossip of the day so it's not necessarily yeah. him deflecting like genius suggests but him just being oblivious to the signs and just talking about something completely unrelated yeah that's kind of how it feels to me that's solid i think that might actually be a lot better yeah just than what i proposed i think that makes a lot of sense and i, I feel like there's got to be more details there but I, i'm really going based on feeling here <laughs> It's it, it kind of it kind of plays in with like even what's my age again where he like ha- he talks yeah. about having ADD because he like turns on the TV when they're having a romantic moment. It's a similar <laughs> kind of uh, like setup and punchline, right? Or you're just basically changing the subject and completely missing the point of what's going on. Yeah, I think you might uh, I think you might have hit it here, Alex. I think that might be it. Um, and then of course the conclusion of his his uh, his looking back here is in the second half of this verse. A day late, a buck short. I'm writing the report. I'm losing and failing. When I move, I'm flailing now. Yeah, because I think he's just like keeps. I mean, a day late, like it's too late. He can't do anything about it. Day late, dollar short. Mm-hmm. That's a phrase. Um, you know, um, and he's just you know he's thinking about it so much. Try, trying to understand what's happening he's metaphorically writing this report report yeah I, <laughs> on just about like how he sucks basically exactly yeah because all he really gets from it is like well i fucked up nothing can be changed so yeah. i'm just writing a report for, i guess for other people to look on at <laughs> about how to do a bad job so are we both emphasizing the first syllable of report like they do in the song. Yeah. Oh, the report. Because <laughs> I was definitely doing that. style. Yeah. He's I writing think, a yeah, report. I might be doing that subconsciously. <laughs> He's writing a report. Report. <laughs> I'm writing the report. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Um, here Genius again uses its, its insane simian reach <laughs> to suggest that him flailing now is because he has consumed a lot of alcohol. I don't think there's any reference to that. I think it's I think, I think it's about him kind of reaching grasping for things similar to for things. Uh, how these genius annotation writers are grasping for meaning. Uh, <laughs> exactly. In, yes, Alex. I think he is like cuz you're looking for some when you're in this hurt state and you're looking back you're like there's got to be something that I can like hold on to that can give me some aid even as we come to the chorus he is looking for like something to hold on to someone to hold on to as we come to the chorus. So yeah, that's him flailing, I think is looking for something for some reassurance, some security. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Failing and flailing. And then, yeah, yeah exactly. Failing, flailing, and when he moves. Because when, when I move, he's trying to move on, but he can't, so he's, he's flailing. You know, it's, it's erratic. It's spastic. Um, chorus, and, happened, and it's happened once again. I'll turn to a friend, someone that understands and sees through the master plan. But everybody's gone, and I've been here for too long to face this on my own. Well, I guess this is growing up. Really do be like that, don't I? It <laughs> do be like that. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it do be like that. It's scooby dooby doo like So that. here, breakups, scooby dooby doo be like that. Yeah. 
Um, and in these times, typically in the past, he's turned to a friend who can help him kind of sort out his thoughts and feelings and be like, well, hey, listen, this is life. This is what happens. Here's what you got to do. Take care of yourself. You know, whatever. Whatever the advice is that he seeks. But this hasn't happened this time. He turns and see that nobody is actually around to provide him with that support. Mm-hmm. That does seem to be what's going on. Um, about turning to a friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what the master plan is, though. Maybe that's just the supportive thing and being someone who who acts like they kind of know what's going on. Yeah, they, they see through the master plan, so they, they can tell you what's really going on, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have an edge, some insight as well. Or at least they're, they're far enough away, they're, or they're enough removed from your thing that they can be like, okay, you right. got you to gotta pull yourself together. You know, you don't yeah, suck Yeah, here's that how you much. get above this. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're okay. But for whatever reason, Genius suggests that he's, like, abandoned his friends from being in a relationship at this point. And, like, maybe, which, but I feel like that's not really, like, it's not a song about him abandoning his friends to be in a relationship, right? Like, No. Like, the rest of the song doesn't really support that. Yeah, so then he also suggests that everybody has simply, like, emotionally grown up, so... And I could see this a bit, because it's like... There's almost a landslide element to this where you'll find yourself in this situation and this is what will happen. Similar right. to Landslide where she's like, the landslide will take you down. He's here in this spot and the next chorus, it's his ex-girlfriend who will be in that spot. So it's like, when you come to this scenario, uh, other people have been through it and they, from that, know that you have to simply go through it on your own, right? It's one of those things you simply have to do by yourself. I see. Like, really, there's only so much they can do. I guess. Mm-hmm. And then maybe as you mature, the recovery is different. Yeah, different, Perhaps. easier. Yeah, maybe that's the whole Not, thing. Like, well, yeah. if, I, if I grow up here, maybe it's easier. But I do like the, the sort difficult. of contradiction he faces here. Where, because I think when he says, I've been here for too long to face this on my own, he is talking about being in a relationship. He's like, I've been a part of somebody else for so long. That now that I have to face the right. loss of this person by myself, it's, it's I've been in a relationship so long, how do I do that? Yeah. Which I think is it's pretty good writing. Yeah. It's, uh... It all makes sense, man. Yeah, hey. I've seen through the master plan. <laughs> <laughs> have not we all? Haven't. No. Not really. Yeah, so they, there you go. You get, it's like relationships, the breakups suck. I guess you got to go through them. This is growing up. Yeah, it's just part of growing up because it's an event that happens to apparently everybody. Apparently everybody. Um, I've never been broken up with, so I wouldn't know how that feels. I actually haven't either. <laughs> A couple of fucking chads <laughs> on the podcast here. <laughs> Uh, Fuck yeah. Okay, so we, we, we come to verse three. Maybe I'll see you at a movie sneak preview. You show up and walk by on the arm of that guy, and I smile and you'll wave. We'll pretend it's okay. The charade won't last. When he's gone, I won't come back. I won't come back. Yeah, so now we get our scene, right? But it's a hypothetical yes, scene. Is, yeah. It's not actually happening. Uh, it's just like, what if I saw you in public happening. and you're with that guy? And like every, I'll be yeah. totally cool, and everything will be seem fine. It won't be, but it won't be. Yeah. But we will pretend like it is. This is the social contract. 
Um, let me see. There is a uh, there is a quote on this from Mark Hoppus that basically it summarizes the song. Fuck, I told myself to highlight it and then I didn't because I'm an idiot. Uh, so yeah, I hear Tom Long says, "Damn it is about when you break up with someone and then you see them all over town with someone new. Really hurts when you aren't the person feeling the love, but you have to act like it's cool to save face." Which is verse three. Yeah, that's verse three right there, um, and also like the music video. Yeah, they based the music video around that because that is like the story of this one. As yeah. much as the like the scenario is universal, here's the specific story being told out. Right. Um, these are the actual things happening. Other than kind of, I guess the breakup itself is more implied. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing that happens in this verse is the last line. Um, mm-hmm. Where he says, when he's gone, I won't come back. It's like, okay, like, <laughs> they probably don't want you back. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that is a bit of like, you were broken up with, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like it's over. It's over for us. Like, yeah, I know I broke up with you. <laughs> like I broke up with you. I wasn't planning on coming back. But it does show I guess that also shows a little growth on his part because maybe that's more for him to be like, well, yeah, I'm not going so. back to that relationship, even if you are free. Just so, some level of resolve. Yeah, even if it is like it doesn't fucking matter to her, right? Yeah. She's gonna go off with the concession guy. We all know that. We know that. Obviously. We've all seen the concession Obviously. guy. Obviously. Um, my question to you for this verse, Alex, is do you think there is some poetic meaning in movie sneak preview, or is that just a cheap rhyme for see you? Hmm, that's a good question. I was thinking about, like, do we still do those? Do we still do, we still sneak do movie previews? sneak yeah. previews? Yeah. Uh, Not for normal people, usually. We do midnight so. showings, but... I guess there's, like, advanced screenings and stuff. I just haven't heard the term sneak yeah. preview in a long time. Sneak preview. Yeah, that's that does seem like a thing of the past. Yeah. Anyway. Very amusing. Um, nothing I can think of that would... Yeah, unless this is like just, like, a... Significant. A, a, peak, a sneak preview of what life is like post-breakup. So he... Because he, he is proposing a hypothetical, right? So he, he is. is saying... Maybe this is what will happen in the future. Here's a little snapshot of what's to come. True, because like, why? What would be the difference between I'll see you at a movie and I'll see you at a movie sneak preview? Like, they both have advanced knowledge of this movie. I don't know. I get. Yeah, maybe a sneak preview has a smaller amount of people at the theater, or like, so it's more likely to to run into know. each other, or like, yeah. Um, I mean, a sneak preview would be interested parties, probably mostly, right? Right. So maybe it's implying some shared interest. Mm, um, yeah. So this is. Yeah, it doesn't come up in other parts of the song or anything, but and it's made up regardless. We know right. it's not a They're real seeing thing. Breakfast like, at Tiffany's yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sneaking that in there, like, yeah, we were both at two movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, we both kind of like movies. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I can't really get a whole lot out of it personally. Yeah, so I think it, I think it functions fine enough as yeah. a rhyme. I'm not sure if it is chock full of poetry and meaning, but yeah, it gets the job done. Um, but that's verse three. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be weird if we see each other in public, but just know that I'm not coming back when he leaves, and then you will find yourself 
in the scenario I was in. It'll happen once again. You'll turn to a friend, someone that understands that everybody's gone, and you've been there for too long to face this on your own. Well, I guess this is growing up. Um, great use of a chorus. Great easy switch on pronouns to get a little more meaning out of it. Yeah, and also, like, happen it's me, still just part of his Steve. hypothetical, right? His hypothetical is like, he'll leave you, probably. And then you'll be upset, That's right. just like I am. That's right, because in his chorus, it's ha- it has happened once again, and I will yeah. do this. But in this one, it will happen once again, and you'll do this. Yeah, which, like, maybe not. Maybe not, but um, but I'm gonna, no, I'm giving him the... I say it will happen. I'm going to trust in our Statistically, it's probably more likely than not. Yeah. Just, just based on numbers. Yeah, a numbers game, baby. Um, but that is... That's the song. That's the lyrics. Yeah. So what a bit of fun. up a bunch. They say, yeah, because that's the, to, to hammer home the point that this is growing up, I guess. They're not confident in it, but they feel like this is growing up. I feel up. like it probably is. And, you know, it seems, seems like it. Yeah. And that's uh, in growing up experiences I've had. It is kind of like, you're like, I guess this is it, growing it up. It do be like that. <laughs> I guess it do be like that sometimes. Yeah. But, Alex, what does this sound like? It sounds like pop punk. It does sound like pop punk. I mean,. <sighs> Compare it. It's a little different from from you know we talked about Enema of the State. We talked about yes. all the small things. It's not the same mm-hmm. sound. Obviously, it's very similar because it's more or less the same band. Um, yes, but not completely because they have a different uh, drummer between the two albums. This is their earlier uh, drummer Matt. This is Matt Skiba, I think. That's. I think you're correct there, Alex. No, um, no I got no. We got actually Scott, Scott Rayner on drums Rainer. here. Yeah. Uh, right, Matt Skiba comes afterwards when yeah. they kind of break up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so yeah this yeah, is yeah. Scott Rayner. This is pre-Travis uh, Barker, uh, who was kind of yes. their drummer when they were at their most popular. So That's it's a little right. different. I did. I was, but he's yeah, definitely like he's a big producer. Like, Where's Travis Barker? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's that guy? He's got all those tattoos. Um, I don't know if he did at the time. But um, yeah, because that's, that's what I chalked it up to. I was like, oh, he must not have the tattoos. But no, it's a different guy. Yeah. I mean, Travis Barker does a lot of like production and writing and stuff and works with other groups nowadays. Right. And yeah, like was a big part of like their direction after this, but mm. not at this point. So there's definitely a, a, a shift after this. Not that I know yeah. that much about Blink-182. I'm just reading the history books. Hey, man. That's that's good enough, I think. Um, the history on this song, though, I would say, like, yeah, the difference between Enema of the State and this one, this one is, like, like Enema of the State leans a little heavier into the pop of pop punk. Yeah. This one, definitely pop punk, but we still get a lot of that, those, like, punkier elements. Um, it says and fuck. Just, like, the riff, it's, yeah, the riff itself is, like, iconic on this. It's one of those very nice, like, simple riffs that... I don't know. It just makes sense when you hear it, and like it's, it is so simple because it's just like it's based around this arpeggio, yeah, it, and then they invert it at the end, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It was apparently created on an acoustic guitar that was missing two strings, right? Which, when you're using power chords, of course, yep. <laughs> and uh, what's really, yeah, I wonder which strings. I would guess. I was going to say the ones they didn't use, which, yes, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> which do. Um, anyway. But what's interesting about this, and I always like these kind of, uh, I always like songs where they torture a singer. Um, <laughs> sure, which okay. Is what they did which here, they did here. 
<laughs> which they did here. They written just outside Hoppus's vocal range. At least the choruses. Which, yes, which is why Tom DeLonge, I guess, takes over them in the in the live versions when they do it. He sings the choruses live. Because Hoppus but, like strained his vocal cords when they were recording it or something. Yeah, didn't do vocal warm-ups and smoked a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> so they actually had to stop in the final weeks of recording in December 1996 because he couldn't do shit with his voice anymore. <laughs> Which, yeah, damn. Uh, that's, that's, that's not great. That's not great, Take a break. but you can't argue with the results. And Hoppus himself says, I actually like my voice a lot on Damn It. It sounds really raw and cool, but it's not a technique I would recommend for getting a good vocal sound. You know, smoking, yelling, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Some some of the most awful things you can do often sound very good. <laughs> very good, yeah. It's Which is tough because you're like, damn, this dude sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sounds cool. Although, I mean, I'm always surprised that uh, Springsteen is still going because he sounds like he's doing just the worst possible things to his voice to me. <laughs> yeah, but he's been doing it yeah, for he's... decades and like he's still going like reasonably strong. So like. Way to go, dude. Yeah, the only thing that stops him is, like, literal disease. Like, it's not even his yeah. fault. It's like, oh, I caught an illness. I have to stop. Yeah. Ulcers, man. Yeah, that's insane. And then you look at some iconic voices, and you're like, Frank Zappa's got a crazy voice. It's like, yeah, he suffered a random energy, uh, like, injury, rather, that, like, changed his octave by a third. And you're like, okay, that's yeah, very strange. Or, like, just, yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. All kind, it's yeah. It's always like these these strange pressures that somehow bring out very cool performances. Or you're just Bob Dylan. It's like I don't know. He doesn't know how to fucking sing. Oh, it sounds great. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow, somehow, this dude's doing it. Um, um, other key facts about this: key of C major, tempo of 215 beats per minute. Uh, it's pretty. Yeah, like we said, it's classic here, right? Yeah, and like that's pretty fast. It's fast. I was trying to yeah. determine if it was like um, double time, but I guess maybe that's why it's so fast. Um, but they really, yeah. Well, when I was counting it, I was trying to figure out if it was like because when they get into the verse and they do the 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 kind of chugging and strumming, I'm trying to figure yeah, out if it was like little, eighth like... notes and sixteenth notes or quarter notes and eighth notes because it's so fast. It, I I'm not quite sure how to count it. Yeah, I couldn't tell you, especially because they're like even the rhythms they do. Yeah, it's that kind of uh, progression. So I'm not, I'm not good at counting. I can feel it out. I can't really count it out, you know. <laughs> yeah, which I suspect probably Blink One Eighty Two is in a similar boat. Yeah, I would imagine they weren't. It's uh, more about feel. I'm like, doing, ah, this bit changes to triplets or whatever, which I don't even think is this version actually. Um, no, but yeah, I I don't think they were too terribly worried with that, but uh, they made it sound good. Yeah, so yeah, you get that that intro signature riff. We go, we yep. shift to the verse mm -hmm. where it's dance, dance, and then you get like a vocal performance, like we talked about, just outside of his vocal range, and with the same kind of uh, like speaking cadence of like Christopher Walken or William Shatner. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> You're leaving. You're leaving. You, you must have. You must have your reasons. reasons. The season is calling. <laughs> Etc. 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 I think it works. I think William Shatner, you know, he likes to do covers. He should give this one a shot. <laughs> he should. I think, it, I think it's in his range. Oh, absolutely. Has he done it? 
Probably not, but maybe. Um, I didn't come up when I was looking. Yeah, I feel like that <laughs> like, would. Yeah, that's that the kind of up. question you're asking that we're theoretically the foremost experts on. That's <laughs> kind of what we promised to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the guys who would know. Right. That. Yeah. I mean, obvious. Obviously, it doesn't exist. So I would know. Uh, just, just an expert. Um, just an expert. Yes. What else? Yeah, okay. Uh, verse, uh, they kind of like get intensify halfway through, right? So there's like a drum fill mm-hmm. at the halfway point. And then I do like the way the drum fill works because it kind of like starts out with just like more cymbals and then it gets into the drum fill. And then when they get into the second half of the verse, they basically are doing the same thing, but they're not like muting the, the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you get that, you know, more open, distorted sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good, effective drum fills. And then, yeah, we kind of open up the chords. It's a little louder. Yeah, we're hitting those cymbals. It's, yeah, it's a good intensity build within a verse when yeah. you're still basically playing the same shit. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't change it up too much, though, after that. Like, once you get into the next uh, verse, they continue the same structure and timing. Mm-hmm. Um Yes. As they go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, same thing. Like, the verses... Well, later on they break down a bit, um, but yeah, they have that that kick up halfway through. Yeah, 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 yeah. They also play that opening riff again, um, post chorus. Um, so they do it post the first verse because right, we do an A the B structure here. Yeah, so they we don't get a chorus until after the second verse, mm-hmm. and then yeah, it does typically serve as your bridge between sections, whatever they may be. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is the bridge. Yeah, kind or, of a classic. Blink One Eight Two does a lot of bridges like this. This sort of breakdown section with some like like a bit of guitar playing over it. Yeah, and then they just kind of do those like slower, distorted notes, basically on the guitar. Yeah, uh, or much less distorted, but. Yeah. Um the drums go pretty heavy on the toms. Yeah, a lot of tom work going on here. Uh not the delongs. Um Yeah, a lot of tom work from, uh, from Rainer. What was his last name? Or his first name rather? Scott? Scott Rainer? Yeah, Scott Rainer. Um So yeah, you get that and then you build up into the 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 outro which features organ. An organ. Yeah, there's an organ. <laughs> But I'm not seeing anyone credited with that. So I would guess it's probably Mark Trombino who does production, recording, and mixing. Oh, must be. I mean, let's, I'm trying to look at like some of their live, some shots of their live shows, and the, I don't see. Uh, and then see a how synthesizer. <laughs> the thing is, is you can just as easily do this song without that. Especially live, you just get True. everybody singing along. Like you don't, you don't need that fucking synth. Yeah, it really just supports the guitar anyway, right? Like Yeah, it's just to let kind of just kind of to signal an increase in energy. It's the outro. Here we go. Like Yeah. And this is growing up. Mhm. So, I mean, that's pretty and much then a it. big sustain out. Big sustain yeah. out. Now, I we didn't talk too much about the drums a little bit cuz they're quite fast and they're going a lot. I mean, the big thing I noticed about the drums is they have the like like fast kick kind of sound yeah um and then like it's fast lots of fills which is i think pretty standard in pop punk yeah absolutely 
And the fills don't ever, it's not usually like it takes up the space. It fills while other shit is still going on, right? Yeah. We don't typically break to drum for a fill. Yeah, it's just kind of going. The only part that really has like a drum focus is sort of is uh, sort that of that bridge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's the song. It's pop punk. Two two minutes forty five seconds. Yeah, it's in and out. Rule applies here, baby. It's in and out. And it was a big hit. So it was a big hit. There you go. So think about that. Or I don't. Um, Yeah, it was their first first charting. Their first single charting like hits. It's funny because it's like hit single and it's like it hit eleven on the modern rock tracks, which is like not that big of a deal though it was there for nine weeks and then it hit 61 on the billboard hot 100 which is like where we've talked about other songs where it's like oh it only hit 60 on the the billboard hot 100 it's like "Hmm." i guess it's i mean if they were because they're coming out of nowhere more or less right like yeah exactly right so it's like oh i'm on the hot 100 at all like that's cool versus like yeah charted but like not even top 40 like hmm disappointment yeah, they're like, mm, no good, not the top 40. Yeah, it's very weird to see how different, like, band histories and, like, song histories will talk about reaching, like, the middle point of the yeah. Billboard Hot 100. Which, I mean, it's got to be an impressive feat. I guess it's more yeah, impressive it's, if you're not an established artist. That's, yeah, exactly right. And this was their, they had just signed on to a major label, was kind of the big thing here, for their second studio album. Right. And so I was like, oh, they hit a major label, they've hit the charts, things are going their way. And they did. And they did. And they 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 played Van's Warp Tour that year in ninety seven. Ooh. Um that was so then that's when they released this single afterwards. So they were kind of capitalizing on their appearance on the Van's Warp Tour to then push that single and then get a little more airplay. But you know what else they did? They made a music video, Alex, which we've talked about a bit they already. Sure did. Uh, shot by directors Darren Doan and Ken Dario. Dor- D- Dario. I'm going to go with Dario. D-A-U-R-I-O. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, who'd, yeah, who'd worked with the guys before. Um, we've, we, we basically already talked about this. There's some key things from this. The, the, the concessions guy is played by the band's manager, Rick DeVoe. And apparently uh, Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLong liked his performance as a snack bar attendant so much that they requested more screen time for him. So <laughs> do more acting. And it's and like, like we talk, it's big hammy acting. It is. And it's so just like unimportant at the start, kind of like they go to the mu- yes. movie theater and he's like, buy these snacks. You want to buy these snacks? Like, look at all these snacks. Yeah, and that's pretty like, much it. Get you some snacks. <laughs> that's pretty much it. You think he's just a one off character and then he's the yeah. twist at the end. So it's just, I mean, it's fun. Obviously, they're having fun. Yes, um, fun. So yeah, it's that's at the music hall is the venue. It's sneak preview. Blink one eighty two. Damn it! Um, already getting references to lyrics of the song. They walk up here. Of course, we get shots of them playing in the white space first. The kind of like B roll footage. Yeah. The way they walk up to and it's of course it's a night city setting reminds me of course Vibe the Tiger. It does. The band walk, walking walking through the up city. The street. And I doubt just, that's a like intentional reference, but hey, <laughs> uh, they, I mean, it kind of looks real similar. I guess it's just walking along a street, um, and then I of know, course you like get their like freeze frame where they're like winking at the camera. Yes. They're winking at the camera. Yeah, they they do the guns in the uh, in the white space here. Mark Hoppus is wearing an orange sweater. Yeah. In 2011, that sweater was auctioned off to help the victims of the Tohoku earthquake and tsunami. 
little fun fact for you there. Sorry, I was watching the lip syncing, which I don't think is great, but that's fine. It's like they move around enough that you can hardly tell. Yeah, it's... Also, they might have done it on purpose. You never know with these guys. With these these punk rockers, sometimes they're just trying to upset the system, you know? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, so they get... Sometimes, man. So they get their snacks from the, the snack place. Mark Hoppus is loaded up with fucking snacks there. Arguably too many snacks. Is he eating his grief? Maybe oh, yeah. is that what's he's going got on? Everyone's popcorn. Oh yeah, and maybe an he's, extra just a, he's just a good lad. And then we see, and I love the helpful subtitle we get here: Mark's ex girlfriend. <laughs> right? Yeah. With this 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 Jersey Shore looking guy, actually, kind of looks like Channing Tatum. Is Jersey Shore still a viable reference? Um, depends. Alex, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty eleven, I think. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. We're in the peak of Jersey. Yeah, don't know, why, don't know why I questioned it. Yeah, how could you? And the sight of uh, his ex-girlfriend with another man causes him to throw all of his food into the air and, and, and fall just, to his knees. Just completely destitute uh, yeah. overseeing his girlfriend. Of course, you know, in, in opposition to what the song says, where he says, I'll smile and wave and pretend it's okay. But he's expressing his yeah. real emotions <laughs> here, where he just drops all the snacks and yeah, appeals to a higher power, presumably. Uh, yeah, he's like screaming up at the sky. His hands are up. You know, it's the classic like melodrama yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course they go to see the movie, which is them. Yeah, which is them performing in a white space. Yes, and his ex girlfriend is here to see this movie, which is the which features him. She's w- supportive. We're, uh, she's supportive, I guess. And then they they happen to sit right behind her, and he attempts to win her back, or at least annoy her. Yeah, so he like puts his feet up on the chair. He taps on her shoulder, um, and eventually spills upsets popcorn the. On her. Yeah, spills popcorn on her, and the boyfriend chases him out to fight him. Yeah, because they, they're they're being they a nuisance. To- and then they do yeah. some like Scooby Doo stuff, like. Slapstick running back and forth, yeah, in and out yeah, of frame. And they get like some some brooms. He pulled the the boyfriend pulls some brooms, and then they broom sword fight. And then eventually, in the breakdown section, uh, Mark Hoppus is just getting annihilated by this guy. He's getting choked out, getting punched. He's on the ground. And then we come to our exciting conclusion where the, the ex girlfriend shows up, and she's like, "Oh man, can't stand the two of them." And then the snack guys there are just just being his happy self, and she's like, "This is what I need in my life." <laughs> that is exactly it. Sorry, I was re- there's a movie poster in the background, and I was looking up the movie to see if it was relevant. Uh, yeah, it, it I, told me what it was in the Farinelli. In, in Genius, yeah, Farinelli. I I uh, I don't know anything about the movie though, so I can't comment. Um, I can tell you this, Alex, is an internationally co-produced biographical drama <laughs> yeah. film. Centers on the life and career of the 18th century Italian opera singer Carlo Broschi. Broschi, maybe. Yeah, maybe Broschi. I don't know. Carlo Broschi? <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Um, um, yeah, that's yeah. the video, though, for the most part. You know, she leaves with the other guy because they're fighting, and she's mad about it, and then uh, yeah. they commiserate. They commiserate, yeah. But you can't see it. Because covered by the fucking up next. Ugh. 
it's it's a sin. Yeah. I, I hate that YouTube it's not does even a, this. There's not even a little X button to be like, make it go away. No. Yeah, so I can see what's going on. Yeah, they, elim- they used to have that feature where you can Actually, go, like, okay, remove that. I need to see what's on screen. You can click picture in screen. picture and see a small version of it in the corner of your screen. Wow. <laughs> I know. Incredible. Incredible stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that's the music video. Tons of fun. Um, almost as much fun as we're going to have talking about all these cover versions. Yeah. Starting, weirdly enough, there's like secondhand song listed earlier covers of this. The earliest one I could find was 2018's Jesse Daniel Smith. It's all right to tell me what you think about me. On title. That's weird. Because there's definitely, it is weird. like, allegedly, anyway, several earlier ones. I, guess, I feel like this wouldn't be the most exciting instrumental version, but we're not going to talk about one of those, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't, I did, I think I skipped over instrumental ones, because I was like, you can't. Yeah, I, uh, I don't have time uh, for don't it. Don't blame you. I have time for Montreal's best alt singer, songwriter, producer, videographer, and marketing specialist, though. <laughs> yeah. Filmmaker, musician, and singer-songwriter from Montreal, Quebec. Yes. That's just um, this a quote. Is, I have like a quote from all their websites today. Not all of them. Excellent. A lot of them. Seven, a lot of some them. of them. A few of them. There's at least one more. This one is like the most I am a singer-songwriter on the internet version, though, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, you look at this guy, and you're like, okay. Pretty standard, like, hipstery look. He's got the cardigan and the toque. He's got the long beard. Like, the the kind of person that I could go as for Halloween. Um, (laughs) He's got that look to him. Alex, my culture is not your costume, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I I have the beard now. I gotta use it. You gotta use it. All right, fair enough. (laughs) Um, It's been Yeah, you're right, though. He he is uh, a caricature. He is... (laughs) He's cut from from the scene. He's... yeah. Slow down a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, and a and a performance that is like not quite one genre, almost another. It's very it's, it's yeah. Like, I don't know about genre. Um, I didn't think about it in terms of that, but like he sings very mm-hmm. low energy for sure, and like he's very close mic, so you kind of get some of that low end. Of his voice, and yes, it's very like relaxed sure. delivery. So it is very yeah. different, and it it does I think lose out on a lot of the like fun side of it. Absolutely, and yeah. tries to go for the like pensive side. But like I guess this is growing, you know. Like, yeah, uh, like it's really a big sigh. To, to, yeah, this hundred percent. Yes, it is a big sigh. Even because he does like really hammer that. Well, I guess this is growing up. You're like, mm, I guess so. Yeah, I and guess it is. Yeah, losing the fun, he completely drops the second verse. He does no fuck at all. No fuck. Um, I. He's also got. Okay, so there's a few things. I mean. Mm-hmm. It is all acoustic now. He's put a bunch of like bluesy licks and stuff in in place of the guitar. Um, yeah, riff, uh, and then yeah. that comes back. So like the structure ends up being pretty close. Other than that, he skips the second verse, goes right into the chorus, and I the reason for that I believe because like 
it's not like it's longer because it's slower but he also i think the main reason he skips the verse other than getting to the chorus quicker is he extends Mm -hmm. the post chorus just this is growing up several times yes because that's that's really the focus of the song is that this is growing up now yeah he doesn't want to think about anybody fucking anybody in this song yeah no, no so fuck. Focus on growing up. There is no, no fuck. Fucking not in but yeah, Canada. You're right. Blues, bluesy riffs, but like coupled with folksy, like percussive bits. Yeah, it does. It There's does like have a, a real clap a little bit. Yeah, heavy rhythm to it. It's part of the mm-hmm. slow pace, but it's really got that. Yeah. That's yeah, it's it. like yeah. So you, you hear it. You hear the heaviness in the chorus. Yeah, it's like very. Doom, doom in the chorus, and then yeah, in the verses it's boom, ba-dap, boom, ba-dap. So yeah, it has a very plodding rhythm to it. Um, I mean, he had a, a good idea at least to go in a different direction from from pop punk, but I think we'll talk about a version later today that does a better job of what he's going for here. Okay. Um, uh, I I like the sound of this one. Mm. Um, I will say, I think it sounds nice. I did come into it really prepared to not like it, and then it kind of Fair. won me over a bit. Um, okay. Although, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of the completely dropping the uh, the fun part. Yeah, I think, yeah, and dropping the second verse, I feel like, tell the whole story. Yeah, the whole story. I think you, even, even if you don't like him his you know his, uh, and this he fucked her if you don't like that i think it's still important to have the him looking back and trying to figure out what went wrong right i think that's an important part that of is the, an important part of the, the story the breakup archetype and an important part of the story so i think to skip that loses a lot i found a lot of his like production techniques and style did just read to me as like youtube artists from the late 2010s <laughs> yeah maybe and i i agree he's got he's got like a pretty good voice and like he's and it's more interesting guitar than we hear on like a, a worse version of this but it doesn't like hit something something great he's got some licks going on but yeah i didn't quite move the meter as much for me um yeah like you said already extended outro uh it's really focusing on the these, this is growing up thing yes yeah i mean there's a few other things that i was like kind of neutral on because i think like you said they're a little more like generic youtube artist kind of thing um mm. this throws in some like these pop piano chords that are like really filtered out at, at one point oh, yeah. Dun, 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 yeah yeah um is there another one uh, the more overdriven guitar comes in during the chorus plays a really blocky chords stays pretty blocky. yeah um but i did like some of those sounds but those ones were yeah. I don't mind his exciting. like like you said those bluesy yeah. riffs on the guitar when he does the instrumental section pretty good. I guess my problem with this one and even with the version that later that I think is like similar but better is that they kind of stay in one note of energy. And like even even the original version when you might say yeah it's all high energy they still manage to find change ups like we talked about within a verse where we can up the entity. yeah and, and I mean they the do chorus, have their their bridge too. Which cools off. Yeah, their breakdown bridge. So, if if pop punk can do it, you can too, dog. Give me some dynamics. Something, something. Yeah. Something. Uh, there is a music video for this. It's exactly what you would expect from this yeah, kind of genre. Yeah, I black skimmed and white. it because it's just black and white close-up shots, right? 
of him yeah, singing Yeah, it's just him and his guitar. Yeah. But, so. you know, who else is doing covers of this is the next person we're talking about. <laughs> Colleen Green in 2019. It's alright to tell me what you think about me. I won't try to argue or hold it. What? Yes, Colleen That's Green. Uh, if you can believe it, the American indie pop musician. Pretty sure. Is that the quote you pulled from the website? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just from Wikipedia. I, that was Wikipedia. Yeah, from LA, oh, indie the, pop musician. The, thing I, the other thing I pulled from... Is this the right person? I think it is. Um, the other quote I pulled uh, from the Wikipedia is, it's missing a tooth. Oh. So, there you so go. So, if any of you find that Didn't tooth even notice. around... Uh, let somebody know. Don't don't let tell me about know. it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know personally, but you know, find her address, put that tooth in the mail. Wish her all the best. Or must it cover me? <laughs> uh, yeah, LA indie pop musician. This is kind of your like like bedroom pop kind of like soft version, right? Very much. Yeah, and it, it's like super duper simple. Um, really just following like the chords on this like slightly distorted guitar but it's all like very lo-fi i say lo-fi it might just be low quality like it just sounds like it's <laughs> super cheap yeah it does sound very cheap and like when we talked you talked about how simple the chord progression of this is when she when you strip it down to how simple it is which she does hear this boom yeah. boom 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 but it, it sucks kind of right? and slowing like, it down yeah okay. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's weird because like now I, I looked at some of her other stuff and it wasn't like amazing but it was like mm-hmm. produced kind of maybe this is just earlier but this is yeah i don't know just weird like this was another <laughs> moment where i was like it's so different from what i think she's capable of based on right. that other stuff like was she doing it on purpose like is she like well this is this kind of punky thing so let's go bedroom and like let's go sing like i'm trying to imitate hillary duff in the early 2000s kind yeah. of thing like with like heavy effects on it and like yeah. you said like lo-fi and like low qual production yeah. on those vocals specifically yeah. it's just like real heavy echo and it just sounds like something that I don't know. I could have made. Yeah, you could put on a little. You could do your falsetto and probably knock out a similar performance. <laughs> so, like, right here yeah, on the show, just real weird, <laughs> just real weird. Um, yeah, but I, and and ultimately, I mean, the reason I didn't want to say like lo-fi is because like if you get lo- some lo-fi stuff, you can get some like really good, crunchy, cool sounding sounds. Uh, Absolutely, tones, yeah. and this just doesn't really have that. Yeah, I I think there is a we kind of talked a bit about this lab we like touched on it last week on Barbie Girl where there was a production that Ruby called like low quality. And it's like, yeah, that there is a difference between a lo-fi production and a low quality production, though you might think that it's technically the same. Yeah. But like there you is talk, like, a choice. Actually talked about that sometimes last week. it isn't a choice. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, wow. like briefly, but That's fun. That is a bit fun. But yeah, I was, there is something, and I can't fully explain it, because like, I would talk about Daniel Johnston, who is technically a low-quality production, but 
what he provides to it and does in that lo-fi makes it lo-fi and not low quality. Right. right? So like He's we have this this value judgment embedded in the fa- us calling it lo-fi versus low quality, which isn't inherently mm-hmm. there, but but we have we have uh, imposed it there. But we've imposed it here. It's yeah. there. It's there. And yeah, I, I just it's just it's a very odd uh, version because of that. Uh, especially because, yeah, like I said, she's got is, some yeah. later mm-hmm. stuff from even just like one or two years later, where it's like not amazing. Just not called "I Want to Be a Dog." I think it's the same person, mm. but she looks awfully young. Might mm. be a different person. So, uh, Colleen Green. How common is that name? Anyway, maybe I'm mixing this person up. Uh, this version is not that great. <laughs> That's the point. That's yeah. I think you're right, and I think honestly, there's a version that does not exactly this, but something. You know, a little synthy, a little poppy, like a little bit better in the same vein as this. Yeah, you're like there's we get a bridge section where there's a new guitar. Um, the chorus is just the root notes for the most part. Yeah. Uh, it ends on a line almost like randomly. There's almost like no closure to this one. But what does it mean? What does it mean? Uh, <laughs> Anything? It means, nothing? It's not a very good cover. It means it's time to move to the year 2020 to talk about Scottoon Network. Let's talk about Scottoon Network. Also, Jer, we talked about this person before. Um, they did a cover of Mr. Brightside. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about it at least once before, but at least once. Um, yeah, Scottoon Network. It's a pun on Cartoon Network. Um, yeah, it's a guy shirts with a logo like that. Yeah, (laughs) it's like it's one just one guy. I believe. Yeah, one, and um, uh, and I will stress that that guy is gender neutral. So okay, one person. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I would use the. I would technically use the term "guy" to describe. I just don't want anyone okay. to think we're uh, putting them in a box. Okay, you know? cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and I do follow this person on Twitter, so I. I oh my gosh, them. they're a bit. Their store has clone high shirts. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, so this is an interesting version. Excellent, because they open it up with uh, a, a tribute to Mr. Kevin Burns. Uh, Jer says, this one's for Mr. Kevin Burns, TTF forever, baby. And yeah. even though this is a very to look simple <laughs> thing, I looked it up and I was like, is this the American TV producer who produced on the show the Tesla Files? Is that <laughs> TTF? I was like... <laughs> That doesn't seem so. right. Why would you shout no. out a producer? No, this is uh, <laughs> Kevin Burns from South Florida, who yes. ran the Talent Farm Studios, which was which I guess shut down related. around 2020. Well, of course, I'm yes. reading an article from. Oh, okay, no, I'm reading an article from 2014 that says they they're closing mm. their doors. So I don't know okay, if this is so late this is or a... I'm wrong in my dates or something. Um, yeah, maybe I'm dumb i could be stupid is I'm just, this is the 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 broad the word album it's on is from 2020 times. when was the because he does uh, they do a music video for this obviously yeah uh, the classic youtuber i'm playing all the instruments on this music video yep what's what year is that from that's from five years ago is this 2018 
Yeah, so it's actually 2018. So we, I've made a mistake okay. here. I've made an error, everyone. So this is actually around the same time. This, in the same year that Jesse Daniel Smith was coming out with a cover of Damn It. So it was Jair of Scott, so Scott Team Network. Jair. Yeah, and... Uh, as that was the thing that also confused me because Kevin Burns, the American TV producer, died in 2020. So I was like, maybe it is a tribute. She <laughs> just really likes Kevin Burns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> likes TV producers. I don't know. Um, so this is this is ska, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, this is ska. Um, I often like ska covers. What I will say about this one, uh, it's pretty trebly. Yeah. It, I feel like it could sure. use some low end. I would agree with that. Yeah, have, absolutely. Um, that's, that's my big criticism of this one. Which maybe they simply didn't have a, like a deeper brass instrument or something to bring. I guess you could use a bass. I feel like it's part of the mixing. I feel like it's the recording and the mixing. Cause I, I, I think that they've, they've filtered some out either purposely Mm. or, or just in their recording environment. Uh, I would believe that. And uh, yeah, yeah. cuz I will say that the energy on this is great. Obviously Ska's a great fit for pop. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Movie, right? Good transit like like natural transition. Third wave Ska. Yes. It shares a lot of DNA with pop punk. Yeah. So yeah, you hit uh, yeah. the you're right cuz like there is a steely bass on this, but it is that low end is kind of cut off. It just sounds like a a steelier guitar. Um and then what else is what else is good on this one? We do get like a, a bass groove, like a walking style bass groove, which is more uh, more ska appropriate. Yeah, pretty ska. I mean, good good stuff on that. All, all the ska parts sound really really good. Uh, well, minus the lack of bass thing, uh, which is not the right, worst yeah. thing. <laughs> um, yeah, but like other than that, a lot of energy. Um, does all the like ska punk things? Gets the like heavier guitar, skanks during the verses, but not during the chorus. And then it kind of goes slower later on for the third verse. You get the like mm-hmm. laid back skank uh, or slower skank. Yeah, yeah, the slower skank. So we do get yeah. like there is good composition here. I think you're right. We lose a lot in the mix. Um, Just having that yeah. treble focused mix. Yeah, but generally pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, horns playing that main riff? Of course. Of great. course. Yeah. Great. Of course. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah. Generally solid. Yeah. Generally solid. Um, I'm trying to figure out does he say you fucked her? Oh, uh, he also does a big cut down for that bit, I which mean, they is say, not. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a big. Yeah. Like everything cuts out, and then they say. He fucked her, That's, or maybe not. I, I don't know. I didn't yeah, listen right. for differences. It might be he fucked her, like a like just not hitting that H. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I don't know. I don't think they. I don't think the lyrics changed. Yeah, because it, it's I kind of it's it. just kind of like a muddy consonant. I think. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Um, but that's it. That's not the last time we're going to see that move either. The, the drop instruments no. for he fucked her. Line. I expected to see it more, but I feel like if there was a, um, like an acapella version or several acapella versions, they would all do that. Yeah. I would be willing to bet that's all they do. <laughs> and then just do a different song. <laughs> Blink 182's damn it, but it's all he fucked her. <laughs> Um, we gotta fucking move on, Alex. Yeah, let's go. To figure it out in 2021. It's alright 
Let's figure this out. Uh, Let's figure this out. Would you say they're a nostalgic pop punk project created in 2012 by American artist Mike Weekly? Yeah, that's exactly what I would say, Alex. They're kind of wow. like based in Phoenix, Arizona, if I had to guess. Yeah, that sounds sounds right. Yeah, that's. but this is an acoustic version. There's no non-acoustic version of this, though, that I could find from this band. Obviously, we've just talked oh, about okay. several non-acoustic versions. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Right, there's not like a... What, what are you trying to say to me? Yeah. By figure it out, and then a damn it brackets acoustic by figure it out. It's just damn it brackets yeah, acoustic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the album it's on is called Damn It Brackets Acoustic. Too. It's a single. Acoustic. I mean, and this this is pretty cheap, you know, acoustic backing track with an emphasis on pop punk by way of emo vocals. Yeah, definitely. It goes for the. I mean, I always say accent, but I guess it's the affect. Um, yeah, and then like he's got the heavy yeah. compression and basically that <laughs> those things. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Heavy compression and doctor. Um, I hope I also just because like the voice has a lot of compression on it and it's definitely been like sanded down. Um, mm-hmm. Thought of Post Malone a little bit just because the fairly heavy vocal processing. Yeah, for um, sure. Just a little bit, but it's not even that yeah, similar. The more I think about it, but remember. I, know. I could see it being in that vein of, if not post Malone, post Malone inspired, right? Yeah, of like we gotta make these vocals perfect, perfect, and, and then a little he emo does the like occasional like we'll make it a little hot, uh, like <laughs> I know that, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like he does like just a little distortion on it, yeah, yeah. Um compared to the other acoustic one that we did this is like intense vocals even though it's still slow but he's not like doing the the laid back thing at all um no he's trying to pull the like the the hurt out of it yeah and really go into like the pop punk ballad vein yeah absolutely yeah um but he fucks up here in the second chorus he repeats the first chorus Oh no! Which, which, yes, a small change, but so critical to this song. Yeah, I mean, are they just trying to take the fuck out? Oh no, the chorus. The no, because it's even the, the chorus. Verse. So he he says the fuck. He just he says the fuck. Doesn't but change the chorus. He just forgets right, yeah. that you'll turn to a friend. So he says, "I'll turn to a friend." It's because it's like that already happened. There's dude. a thousand of him. That's right. Of uh, overdubbed. So he's just another. It's another of himself. It's another him, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's he kept it's not going, but they had to cut it. Alone. Yeah, for this, it's, yeah, for it's multi-dimensional. This one, um, yeah, that's uh, that's odd, especially because he does do like he does the third verse and everything mm-hmm. about the whole, you know, I won't come back and he'll leave you stuff. Um, and I get fucking up the chorus casually if you're singing this. I fuck it up when I was singing along this week. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, I. But that's, I'm not recording this to be listened to. Yeah, do like, another take. Figure another it take. out. Figure it out. Get it right. Don't <laughs> write it fucking down. What do you need? Like, we're um, professional, apparently. Yeah, do that's this. That's unfortunate. But uh, it's pretty, there's not a ton to it, really. You know, it's, it's no, it's that very uh, guitar focused uh, pop punk ballad. Yeah. A little bit of, a little bit of piano uh, on the bridge. Yeah, on uh, the bridge. But not a, not much. 
some backing Oz on the outro. Um, yeah, not much going on here. And I don't think this shift to this emo style, this post Malone inspired emo style is maybe as dramatic as he thought. Somehow the shift to ska was more dramatic than this. Yeah. Like <laughs> those are my thoughts, but you want more acoustic? Let's talk more acoustic, brother. Bryant roses, 2023. Don't have to tell me. What you think about me I won't try to argue Let's talk more acoustic. Okay, I got another quote on this one. Uh, Unpacking the modern world, one folk song at a time. That's okay. from his website. Yeah, I think that's what I got from him, too. So he's a folk songwriter, singer, guitarist. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like the more trad version of Jesse Daniel Smith. Definitely. So if so- Jesse Daniel Smith is working in the modern realm, Bryant Rose is, is playing with like folk classic tradition stuff. Yeah, like, he's a little like older, older too. Yeah. Not like old, but he's um, like his 40s probably. It's a little yeah, unclear. Probably. So I'm looking at, like, I looked at his site, obviously, because I got a quote mm-hmm. from it. And his bio said he's been, he's been writing songs for 20 years mm-hmm. and now he's going right. to start putting them out okay so like he's been uh, so he's got like 20 years of songs and he's like as of this year he's like now it's time for me to record them man good so luck that was with that because i look at stuff from like a couple months ago i know right like, <laughs> so maybe he's just been working on them this whole time and updating and changing yeah. and stuff so yeah maybe it's, anyway. a, it's a comprehensive process anyway thought it was interesting but- uh, oh, yeah, and also there was a, an article on WhiskeyRiff.com that really liked this mm. cover. That would make sense to me. Yeah. But that said, this does, this did, as much as I think it plays in cliches of the genre of, like, country folk uh, and, like, like vocal stylings and guitar playing, it did fucking, like, hit me up. This is the oh, one you like? This is, this is the yeah, other slow like acoustic one. one? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think this one played better for me. I like the, the guitar, and I really do like his vocal delivery. I think he brings a lot more folk storytelling into it. He does some good line deliveries that, that bring some of that weight to it. He does, yeah, he does have a little bit. Of, I mean, uh, he also doesn't say fuck. But yeah. he, like, replaces it with, like, oh, no. <laughs> so it's like yeah, that is, like, the, part of this the funniest way too. to, like, to deal with the line, which I respect that he's, like, we need the second verse. I'm yeah. not the artist who says fuck. That's fine. Yeah, like, I but don't know. I, maybe he wants his kids to listen to this or something, and he doesn't want them yeah. hearing daddy say fuck. I don't know. I don't know how old his I kids don't know. <laughs> and so then, and it plays into a version where maybe, like, she did cheat or something, which is also more in the vein of, like, country and folk. Yeah, right. Just being down on your luck constantly. Yes. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, the other thing, I mean, it, it moves into 3-4 time. You can hear the, like, bump kind of rhythm going on. Yeah. So it's real, like, it's just moseying. And when I say that, yeah. I don't mean it's moving quickly because it's not. It's quite slow. No, um, it's a yeah, it's a trot. It's yeah, uh, not a, not a fox trot, mind you, like no. a horse trot. Yeah, <laughs> something cowboyish because it's real cowboyish. <laughs> um, yeah, big cowboy energy. And he does make a couple other changes, like uh, melodically, he definitely moves it more into like folk. You get, I don't know exactly what the change is, but I'm like, yes, he changed the melody a bit. It feels 
like the folk country thing like oh he's doing a mm-hmm. little guitar thing that sounds like folk country you know he's got little bits yeah. like that so it's not necessarily yeah it, it's it's a adapting right it's using genre yes. cliches as you know the same as the ska version was um, mm-hmm. you know it's got those ones and because it moves by much more slowly you can like notice them more <laughs> Yeah, cool. absolutely. Cool. It is, and because, and this is my big problem with it, is he doesn't really give us any change-ups between verses. Well, it's like the same every time. It's like boom, boom, boom. Well, I'm starting the second verse the same as the first one. At the start, like, okay, there's one thing this. he does yeah. that I like that he does in the second verse. Um, oh yeah, okay, tell me about it. And that is that at he speeds it up. Because he mm, sings, the, I did enjoy that. Yeah, he sings the first half pretty slow. The steps that I retrace, and then when he gets to the second half, he's like basically double time. It's still fairly slow. Yeah, and then, yeah, but he does pick it because we we drop with that. Oh no! Yeah, and then it's, and it's boom daylight, buckshot, and then it's like faster. So it's like his brain's kind of picking up as he's like thinking about all this stuff. Yeah, I'll give him that. I th- I th- do so I thought that was, that a, was good a good move. move. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you're into some, if you're looking for some twang, I say check this one out. Yeah, this has got a little twang on it that plays, I think, better with the like sadness of this song than the Jesse Daniel Smith version does. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I thought they were both pretty cool. Was this one stronger? Mm-hmm. Probably. Because I'm. Yeah. It's just got more things that it moves into its own space. Yeah, and I imagine there's people who would who would say that Jesse Daniel Smith is better simply because it's a more modern production. It's got maybe a little more change ups and percussions and things that make it more interesting to them. But it's got those bluesy riffs. Money. Yeah, I but you like know what? A couple of Alberta riffs. boys here. We need that cowboy riff energy. You're right. <laughs> there's there's some cowboy <laughs> energy here for sure. For sure. Um, where you won't find cowboy energy is in the alt rock band from Milwaukee, Dreamhouse, in 2023. Dreamhouse. Yeah, I had the wrong group for a while because uh, there was a. a, a British dance pop There's, group. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, they're from like that's 80s. the one that comes up. Um, you Google this, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You, these guys who broke up in like 1990 or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like mm, probably uh, not these which guys. This is not. This one has synth. That's what this one has. This yeah, that's what this one has. It's from an album called "A Tribute to Blink 182: Fund Music, Fight Cancer." Yeah, and not which even I the only. I think the next track is, is also, also related that. to. They're both yeah. on that album. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I just pulled the single version of the other one. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, yeah, the weird thing is, so if you look on the album, what this version's called Damn It, and the other version's called yes. Damn It Brackets Growing Up. Growing Up, yeah, that actually threw me off, because I, when I was looking at the album earlier, I didn't yeah. see it because I wasn't looking for brackets. But the single uh, version's just called Damn It, yeah. Very, I mean, I imagine if, it's weird that they're both on there, but possibly, mm-hmm. um... Like, they might not let you have two songs with the same name on one album. Ah, no, that can't be right. Maybe. I was so thinking in just for streaming. Up. And by, that's who they are in this situation. Yeah. Like they, Spotify. They are, they are streamers. But that, yes. uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I don't know if these guys count as alt-rock, though, because this sounds more like synth-pop to me. It's real synthy, right? Like, there were 
yes. parts of this. Um, that made me think of like, oh wait, hang on, let me find the note so I make sure I'm not talking about the wrong one. There it is. Yeah, there were bits that made me think of like nine and nine suck left suck zuck. Yeah, for sure. Left balloons, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had a bit, not like the riff from the beginning, but like the. Oh yeah, when when the synth like kind of picks up, right? Yeah, and the drums go too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a bit of that. Um. Yeah, so it's it, this one really has uh, momentum. Mm-hmm. That's the big one, big thing about this one for me. Um, yeah, and since opens with this big wah like bass, wah, this but even then, this sort of brighter one that's cutting through with the yeah, doing the riff. So yeah, you get that drive right off the bat. Uh, yep. And then he kind of, yeah, I mean, uh, female vocals, uh, a little higher up, yeah. kind of, I mean, it's called mm-hmm. Dreamhouse. I feel like the kind of electronic dreamy thing is going yeah. on here. If Colleen sure. Green had like good production value, you might get something closer to this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and momentum and drive. <laughs> Two yes. things that mean similar things here. Yeah, uh, but it, and it's coming, of course, when you look at the music video for this, which is a little too boring to talk about at depth, but they're pulling a lot of, like, 80s iconography, VHS, and, like, that kind of crunch, and yeah. I think that comes in with the synth sounds, too. Yeah, it's definitely got which the, we, I mean, vaporwave aesthetic, right? Mm, like, it's all... Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, v- VHS scan li- or VHS, CRT scan, scan lines, lines and, and yeah. the, like, glow of the of the tube kind of... Um, yeah, even look. the way she's like a silhouette, but with this very like soft lighting, like it's yeah, yeah, it's your vaporwave shit for sure. So yeah, that comes into this like eighty style of like vocals that can be or not vocals rather, but synths that can be tender but also driving. I might my it might be my headphones that are delayed. <laughs> I'm like none of the lip syncing <laughs> on any of these videos is any good, but I'm I've got my Bluetooth <laughs> headphones on. So that's probably why. Okay, so you might be getting a delay there. Yeah, because yeah. I like looked at the Blink-182 and I'm like, it seems fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no one can sing a vocals today. No, it's just, I, I think it's just me. Just it's a delay setup. there. Okay. It's setup. Anyway, sorry. Um, what else happens in this one? I, I just like, like, once you get to the back half, particularly the second and third verses, and it does that like, and you kind of get that synth riff going with the drums. Cool yeah, stuff. that's good, and you get that like. Yeah, um, the I like in the third verse. Yeah, they're similar, but like yeah, after yeah. third verse is like a breakdown, and then it like kicks up. You know, yeah, hundred percent. They do, and they, this is another one they do the breakdown on. He fucked her. Yes, they do that. Um, and there's another breakdown later on too for the bridge section. So like the couple times they break it down. Um, yeah, yeah, and then they kind of got like a bass synth in there, not like a time yeah. going. It was just like boom, boom, and like a bunch of echoes. Yeah, boom. There's a weird thing that happens here because sometimes she gets a little harmonies on her vocals. She like gets double tracked, and usually on the choruses. But around like one forty three, right? You get a dude on the phrase that guy. It's oh, actually yeah. like one forty five. It happens. 
Yeah, well, Vogue, and that's the I, only time you should like pitch shift. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, so it could just be her like tuned down or like pitched yeah. down. But it's like a weird choice there that never comes up again. <laughs> never comes up again. Yeah, that's right. Um, so this one, I, I, I like the, I like the atmosphere this one creates. I do. Um, I like the momentum, and I feel like part of it, like it's a bit slower. I think it seems to be. Um, but like yeah. it doesn't have the like super fast double time drum, so it's almost like they're cutting the time in half without really doing that. Um, and right. I think that helps them create some good momentum because sometimes the like really really fast drums can just be like overwhelming. Where this one's like steady. Yeah, it's it does a really good job of like not overwhelming. It maintains like a like a lo-fi synth kind of chill energy while still having a good actual driving energy on it, yeah. like you've talked about. Yeah. So I honestly I enjoyed this one. I mean I don't know why I get so negative about these, especially on the last couple. I'm like tired or something <laughs> i'm like fuck yeah sometimes it happens i'm gonna hate this like, one and then and then sometimes it turns around and i, I actually quite enjoyed this one <laughs> yeah you're just like i just gotta get through just this, like right? in a bad like, how mood. good can a cover of of a song be uh, yeah um but i do think the back end of the playlist this week is pretty interesting especially yeah. this last song we're gonna end on on the same album on hollow ground 2023 it's all right tell me what you think about me i won't try and hold it against you it's it, they're a metalcore band from Leeds, so we get British rapping Actually, on this I and a lot think of like. They're the band from Leeds. I'm trying to remember why. You I don't think, think so? Because oh, never mind. No, it totally is. It totally is. I believe uh, it because they're British. I know. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, when I read it. I thought that it was the band from Leeds was just called Hollow Ground, and this is on Hollow Ground. But I read oh, it wrong, okay. so it's totally the band from. I was like, they're definitely British, but they're not this band from. Le- no, they totally are. No, they are. <laughs> it's, it's kind of an on the road, the road situation. Yeah, two, exactly. di- two very different things. Two very different things. Uh, but there is no Hollow Ground, just on Hollow Ground. Just on Hollow Ground. Yeah. So they are this metalcore band from Leeds. They've been around since 2013. Um, metalcore, as I understand it. As a genre, and maybe uh, uh, John Bell should be on here to tell us more about this because yeah, he loves metalcore. But it's oh, he's into post metalcore. No, okay. I, but it's I, just I, like I basically, it. as I understand it, metal at its root, and it just draws on whatever the fuck else. <laughs> right. Because a large proponent of this is rap. Yeah, that's a lot of this of this version. Uh, but they do like, but it's always back and forth, right? So like they they kind of switch. Um, between, between yeah, your, one guy's rapping your and then another and the guy will do the like screaming, dirty um, vocals. Yeah, I know, I know it's like clean and unclean or whatever, but they yeah, have oh, unclean. That's what it is. They have screaming and growling on this, so yeah, I want to differentiate an extent, between extended the two. burp section. <laughs> they're burping. <what? laughs> yeah, it's like their their instrumental breakdown is just like a lot of like. <laughs> <laughs> And it gets a little Burp too close section. to burping. So very, very hardcore, very uh, distorted. I mean, this band. Yeah. Get that like. And then. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say gent sound, but I don't think that's what that is. Um, It could be approaching gent. I think gent is it could, be, it could be. It could be always a gent, never a gentleman. It's a gentsent. Uh, <laughs> a gentsent. It's a gentsent. That's good. Um, You get. Yeah, you get kind of that heart attack, that and it's backed up by like an orchestral arrangement that comes in. Yeah. Doom. Doom. Some big stuff. Doom. 
Mm-hmm. It's huge. And is then a very aggressive rap. Horns? Or is um, it even horns? It's a horn sound. Or is it, it even horns? Be, I mean, it might be synth. But it's just so distorted. It might be synthetic. Right? Like, it's yeah. hard to tell. Yeah, they're big, though. And you get a guy um, distorted. He says, uh, whereabouts is it then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a couple times. Uh, whereabouts is it, Fred? I thought you said Fred, but he might say then. Oh, he might say Fred? Um, it might be then. And then there's a bit later on where he goes, cut something for this next bit as well. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I'm glad that you have that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's how you record a full song, my um, guy. But yeah, and then they like they're just like this really like heavy guitars and like you know fast like metal double kick drums. Yeah, uh, very heavy. And then like these lyrics, these there's like rapping. These lyrics, which they do a very strange thing in that they kind of chop every stanza in half they and do. mix and match them. Does it? I was having trouble understanding the lyrics. Do they add their own lyrics, or did I just misunderstand? Because I could barely make out what the guy was screaming. The the first verse at least is faithful, because they say yeah. I know that you're leaving. You must have your reasons. Um, he does change the because he says you know that he fucked her. Yes, he does. And I got that. You bit. know that he fucked her. But I could have sworn like I was hearing things like <laughs> you're guilty and you failed me. But like it's it's fast and it's screaming, so I feel like maybe not. <laughs> Couldn't make it maybe. Out. Because they do get, they start saying some weird things, and because then on the second verse, he takes the lines that they didn't use from their first go around, and then yeah, I'm not sure what the 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 unclean vocals are saying. I did write down at one point, "We like boobs?" Question <laughs> yeah. mark. Because I thought maybe uh, that's what they're saying. I think I did hear that as well. Uh, okay, but like I don't know what he's saying, but it does feel like there's other words in there, but I couldn't make them out. Yeah, I had a, a tough time not. with that because. But it adds there's to even a part the song. There's a bit of a like mystique in there, and and uh, part of the song is about kind of being stuck in your own head. And I feel like with these sorts of songs where they do the clean, unclean vocal split, they sometimes do the mm-hmm. like different sides of your personality thing. And yeah, this style of music so is well is like... set up to do that kind of thing. So they're kind of bringing that into it. For sure, and even just his delivery of "you know that he fucked her" already like takes this into a way different direction lyrically. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a much angrier version, and so yeah, then you bring an even deeper like anger in yeah these unclean vocals. Yeah, and still having a bit of fun when they decide to just say random things. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely loving to do this, and there's a point where he says something like "boys G representing for Blink One Eighty Two. Like <laughs> that one. Uh, it's later in there, and I like I couldn't hear what he who he said was representing Blink One Eighty Two, but it's presumably this band. This band, yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's them doing it out of love for the song and the band, and so that's that's yeah. inherent in the cover, and shouted out directly. Um, what else is going on here? There's a, I mean, there's a lot of the uh, trade off and stuff between the vocals. So like, uh, there's the post chorus where they do. I guess this is growing up, but they do the scream. I guess this is growing, and then the growl guy goes up, 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 and then yeah, he repeats it up, up, up. Um, yeah, so it's a, cool. a very aggressive chorus yeah. too. You get like shredding coming in. We get an actual singing voice. That happened once again. Sure. It's it's they go all out. They go ham. Yeah, I mean, there's three different vocal styles. So there's a, a lot going on. Um, yeah, 
the second verse, and then it comes in later as well. They do this like really like filtered, echoey kind of like spooky guitar sound. Um, I have a mm-hmm. timestamp: uh, fifty-three seconds. Fifty-three seconds. Let me see this here. Spooky guitar sound. Is this is that right? Oh yeah. Like. Yeah, it's like ghost shit. Yeah, it's ghost shit exactly. Um, but yeah, ton of these just like heavy riffs constantly, heavy drumming, lots of switching back and forth between the different vocal styles. Um, real interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that like that up post chorus thing they do is pretty rowdy. Uh, Alex, we just experienced a power outage on my end planned. It wasn't supposed to be at this time, so I don't know why they're doing it now, but that's for our listeners to know that there is a, uh, something happened. The last thing we were talking about was the hit movie hitch. No, just kidding. We were talking about, <laughs> we were, I mean, I was wrapping up talking about on hollow ground about how like, it's yeah, pretty busy. We already but, like, talked about the cool extended burp section. Definitely. I don't even know if it's like a, like say, it's kind of got a cool take on, on the song. Damn it. It is very like edgelord, I guess, but, I think they got the technical skills to deliver it. So, hey, edgelord away, I say. Yeah. With that, time to get into our final verdicts. We got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the version you would make a short music video for for the 30th anniversary of uh, this song, Damn It, to play in the theater where Mark Hoppus and the gang will try to win back Mark's ex-girlfriend while they're at the theater. I can't. (laughs) Is that too complex? It's too no. bad. Alex, what's the worst version of this? Absolutely not. Um, I think uh, for me, the worst version... Oh, it was uh, Colleen Green. Um, it, I, was try, I was really trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, mm. And like, like, oh, maybe it's trying to be this way, but I, I just can't think of why. Uh, it, it's... It, doesn't have good sounds uh and it just felt i don't know just wasn't very good the sounds are bad the sounds are bad and this is a, 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 a an audio medium so medium yeah so there's nothing else i think you are right as much as like i think figure it out kind of phoned it in but like even then it was like it's it's a car that runs right gets it from a to b it's damn it just worse than figure it out too yeah i'll I'll give it to figure it out then (laughs) because it's still not that good (laughs) yeah yeah didn't really like either of those no um yeah not the greatest versions here even jesse daniel smith as much as i want to like dock him marks for not saying fuck it's he still had a more well put together version some decent sounds man Decent sound socks. What's the best version of this? The best version. You know, I think my favorite version was Dreamhouse. I really liked the momentum they created. I really liked some of the stuff mm-hmm. they did with their synthesizers and their newfangled technology. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, I liked their version. Quite their newfangled 80s tech. Yeah. The newfangled 80s pop <laughs> tech. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a cool one. Excellent. I think that's a good choice. I'm going to go with Bryant Roses because I think the the brave like move away from energy take worked a lot better on that than Jesse Daniel Smith for me. I like some of his vocal deliveries. I like that he tries something for the for verse two without saying fuck. I like that he tried to to put a spin on it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good version all all around. 
Alex, you're putting together a music video for the 30th anniversary of Damn It based on one of these covers. Which which cover do you use? Which one do I use? I mean, I feel like... Okay, it was like, which one would I want to use? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Putting together... I'm like, okay, so I... <laughs> I all I need to do... All I need to do is make a PowerPoint presentation, quick slideshow with some photos. Uh, sure, yeah. I'm going to phone this one in 100%. So I'm going to use uh, Jesse Daniel Smith because um, I feel like that one is going to... Like, if I'm just in a group of people showing a slideshow, I feel like that's... Everyone's yeah. going to be like, wow. It was so thoughtful. You could do a really easy, like, if you want to go to the sl- slideshow plus, just, like, shots of, like, Polaroid photographs falling onto like a desk or flat surface. <laughs> oh, absolutely! The, the narrative story. Yeah, there you go. But that would fit with just. Yeah, I mean, I'm going. I'm going low effort, and that's the song that's going to fit my low effort. Low F. <laughs> I'm also going to go kind of low effort with a twist. I'm doing Scottoon Network. I'm doing okay. the version where he does the shout out to Kevin Byrne, but it's going to be a shout out to the American <laughs> TV producers. So we're just going to play the Tesla files, uh, uh, footage from, from that TV series <laughs> while this song goes. Perfect. Perfect. Cat- uh, that's how it's going to be done this week. Birds. What was the other TTF <laughs> that you thought? Uh, the talent be? farm. No, but what was the it, other, uh, the Tesla files. The Tesla TTF files. Oh, okay. Right, right. Produced by Kevin Burns. <laughs> Kevin Burns, DTF forever, baby. DTF forever, baby. Uh, that does it for our final verdicts. If you've got a different opinion, similar opinion, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on the app, formerly known as Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guys. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Be sure to rate and review us. We are on Apple Podcasts, maybe YouTube Music if I get my shit together, Amazon Podcast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, your favorite podcasting app. We're also on Spotify, kind of a little bit. Still, we're like most of you listen. You probably know we're there. <laughs> Tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones about us. That's how we get the word out about this very fun show we do. Um, what you can do this week, especially to help us out, is you know get into the movie theaters and either it's your local theater, just buy up some ad space for us. We will not pay you back for that. This is, listen, buddy, you're your own employee here. It's you're your own boss. You're doing your own thing. I can't tell you what to do, but if you do that, I'd be thrilled. You're an independent you contractor. No... We do not need to pay for your health insurance. Uh, yeah, with, with no contract. Yeah. That's kind of the deal here. Yeah. Independent the no, no budget version is work on your, your shadow puppet skills to get cover me up on like projector. Get your hands in front of that projector. Get you and 10 of your closest friends, however many you need to write out cover me with your hands and get that in front of the projector. Let the people know what's up. Do it at the key moment. And, uh, whatever popular film is playing right now, uh, saw X or socks as they call it socks. Do it during a screening of socks. And that's what you can do for us this week. Uh, Taylor Swift, the air is That's where you got to do it. Do it for three hours. If you guys can hold your arms up that long without getting kicked out of the theater. Hey, We'll salute you on the podcast. We'll have a minute of silence. Um, but that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, it's all right to tell me what you think about Cover Me.